it is a truth universally I acknowledged. I have noticed my growing resemblance Ooh, that is to a gold. daffodil. Does not glitter. How I would die. Not all. Though I had reason enough in the last few if you want to rebel, rebel from exist, inside the system. But because they tell us that dragons. I'm your host, Vicky, from Miss Vicky's Bookcase. Let's begin our story together. Hello and welcome. It's a new month. Where did June go? I mean, I have to say, this last week has been pretty stormy, but I'm looking out at some beautiful weather, so I'm going to try and keep this fairly brief. I say brief, we all know that I'm a rambler. Anyway, so I thought today we would do something that I haven't done in a little while and that is do a making the list episode. And I'm doing this because this is the month of July where we usually have things like Wimbledon and other kind of sports and games and things like that and you know, it kind of is half there at the moment and I thought, well at the end of the month I'm going to the UK Board Game Expo which doesn't sound very exciting, but trust me, it's really exciting. It's a lot of fun. I get to find out about new board games. I get to go to seminars. I'm even going to a writing seminar, which sounds absolutely fascinating. So I'm really looking forward to that. And that got me to thinking about books that feature games in them. And I thought, well, why don't I do a quick making the list? So I've got five books here that feature games and I think a little later on in the month I'm going to be featuring books that have been made into board games. That's right, sorry I had to pause there for a moment thinking is that the right way around? It is books that have actually been made into board games and there are more than you think. So I'm going to keep this brief, I'm only going to keep it to five. <laughs> Hopefully fairly brief and also because I'm taking part this month in the Indie Accord, which is basically a readathon where you can only read indie books or books that have been produced uh, by a boutique publisher, I thought I'd make it a bit more fun and have a couple of indie published books as well. Because actually my favourite one is actually an indie published. And although I just said that it's my favourite, I'm realising that I've put this in order of what I think you would know, kinda which now I'm not making sense, but it will make sense when you we hear what I've got. So I'm going to start with the least favourite one out of all of them. And this one, actually, I've only read in the last month or so. And it's not that it's a bad book. So don't, don't worry that it's a bad book. But at the same time, it ends and I'm like, oh, is, is that it? Do, do you not want to carry on? So this is called The Great MacGuffin by Rachel Ford. And the chap in it is named Jack Owens and he's logged tens of thousands of hours on the Marshfield Studio Games. So he's not surprised when the company hires him to be one of the first beta testers I can't talk today. Beta testers for the newly developed Dagger of Doom. Woo! So this is a virtual reality. It's kind of like uh, holodeck if you've ever seen Star Trek but it's not quite like that you get put into a machine and you're basically there in your mind and basically he goes in and he gets stuck he is quite <laughs> yeah it's, 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 I, I think I'd panic too if I couldn't get out of a game and it's really frustrating because they're, they're reassuring him that everything's gonna be fine and that they'll get him out any second now but they don't and so the only way they can get him out of the game is for him to play the game. 
but they won't let him cheat and just power him up and get him right to the very end. No, they want him to play the game. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. It's very much of an interaction thing. They, uh, the main character, Jack, does have a little bit of frustration with NPCs. And if you don't know what NPCs are, they're non-player characters. And I can see his frustration because sometimes non-player characters are a little bit annoying. But it's a good one. I, I quite enjoyed it. But the downside to me is the end. And it's always the end that really frustrates me because... I was really getting into it and you get to this certain point and it's not like the, it's an abrupt ending but at the same time it felt like you were only just getting into the book and all of a sudden you're at the end of the book which having thought about it it's probably not a bad thing because Rachel Ford is probably wanting you to get the next book so you know what happens next and I probably would get the next book actually I just haven't quite got there but this, if I haven't said it before, is an indie book. And yeah, actually, I do recommend it. If you want something a little different from the normal books, I mean, all of these are very different books that I'm going to be mentioning. But I definitely recommend it. Have a go. And also, this is the bonus. It's not expensive at all. And even more of a bonus is the fact that I think, as far as I'm aware, that if you have Kindle Unlimited, I think it's on there. So have a read. Now, number four on this list is The Dark Realm by Anthea Sharp, and this is another indie publisher. I say publisher, I actually mean author. <laughs> I'm going to get it right in a minute. And this one's about the treacherous fairy realm, which is kind of like, if you like the fae, this is quite a good one. I really enjoyed this. So, Feyland is the game in this one and it's an immersive sim game and of course you kind of know what's going to happen but not at the same time and the girl in it is called Janet Carter she's basically the first to play the prototype because her father is the one that's kind of producing it and working on it and she kind of sneaks into it a little bit too often and the thing is about this one is that she's got a well, other than the fact you have a protagonist, which is, of course, the dark queen of the fairies. And the thing is, it begins to feel very, very real. And when she's out of the game, it feels like the fairy queen is out to get her, as if she's being transported into another world. So this is great for that aspect where she is going into the game and then it feels real, which, of course, it would do. And then when she gets back she's seeing things and people think she's going mad a little bit but it's all part of a series I think there's like six or seven books in this I've only read the first one I really enjoyed it again and of course there is the perfect hero in it called Tamlin and I should point out that he is part of the human world it's not part of the virtual world because sometimes I know people do do that have the uh, perfect virtual boyfriend type thing I mean not that he's a boyfriend in this but he certainly is giving her a hand and I kind of like this she's the poor little rich girl and he's kind of like from the other side of the tracks which <laughs> makes me think of Romeo and Juliet now that I think about it but I did enjoy it I liked the the gaming in it it was if I say I like the gaming in it I don't mean like I would want to play it it's just it sounded like an interesting world that I would really like to visit as a gamer so again really enjoyable so number three on my list goes to Warcross by Marie Lu, 
and she's written quite a few books now and this has to be my favourite one written by her. It's a duology and the first one in this series is called Warcross and it's all about, um, of course, it's not just a game, it's a way of life and I'm quoting directly from the back of the book and it is all about this girl called Imika Chen who is a teenage hacker and she works as a bounty hunter tracking down players who bet on the game illegally and the thing is is it's really hard in that world to get that people basically get her out of money so she's a bit desperate and so she ends up hacking into the world champions of the warcross uh, it's a game basically it's a fighting game type thing from what i recall and she accidentally glitches herself in the opening ceremony and she is shown across the whole world as this hacker and people wonder how she's done it because no one's ever done it before. So she then gets the next day an offer from the elusive young billionaire Hideo, Hideo? I'm so sorry if I said that name wrong, Tanaka and he offers her something irresistible. He wants her to go undercover with one of the teams and basically um, find out who is trying to destroy the world of Warcross. And the thing is, it kind of gets scary because there's this person called Zero who wants to bring Warcross down. There's something that's happening and they aren't happy with it. So they're hacking themselves and it's causing all kinds of trouble. And Tanaka wants Imika to handle it. And it kind of does have a romance in it, kinda, but it was very interesting. I I like the fact that there was um, team play in here, so each member of the team had to play a different aspect. And I really like the fact that there was disability rep in this. I really like that fact because a lot of people do shy away from doing any representation of anything that is remotely different sometimes and I like the fact that Marie Lou actually does tackle that and I really like Kamika actually she's sassy she's strong and she just wants to live her life and it's I can feel frustrated on her behalf because yeah let's just say it wasn't a great life she was living and she knew it and she really wanted to get out of it so that was Warcross by Marie Lou so now we're down to number two now the next two really should be neck and neck and I have put one above the other only because that's a mainstream published one. So I'm going to go with my one that I would go with is more my favourite than not. And that is Sky Rounds Online by Troy Osgood. And the reason why I'm actually putting this above the other one, well I'm not really because this is number two. It was because I was off sick last year, I had a minor surgery, nothing dangerous, don't worry about that. And all I could do was lie on the sofa and I just didn't have energy for anything. And so I got this book and it was actually three books in one, so that was the good thing. I had Greyhold, Silver Peak and Axtorm. And I, all I could do was just lie there and listen and I had such a fantastic time. There's, it was 53 hours, I think, of listening. That's how much I love this. I think I, I zoomed through it so quickly and it captured my attention. Basically, like several of the other books, uh, the main player in it is called Hall and he plays virtual reality 
immersive games and he has played Sky Realms online since the beta and basically what happens is during the gaming session a freak accident traps Hall and a whole host of other people in the game. When they awaken again they find that they're back at level one starting characters and they are basically stuck in this game. Their bodies are comatose and they have now been fully downloaded into this world. Even worse, uh, they could die if they are killed in this game. So they have that. And what happens is, is Hall basically, you follow him as he builds a new life for himself within this game. And I really love it because it actually, this, you're going to laugh. It actually made me think about all the poor non-player characters and how we treat them when we're playing games. Because of course, they're not real. But now I feel a little bad every time I'm having to let a non-player character get killed or, you know, something happens to them. I just feel so bad. And it's all because of this game. I really like the fact that he's, again, a very kind person. He's trying to encourage people and he likes to help people to do other things and become better. And he does gather a merry band together. And of course, at the same time, you have other players in this world who very much don't really think about this as their new world now. They're still playing as if it's a game and they, they treat the non-player characters really bad. They do things that are very, very bad and it's a bad, crazy world. And I have to say, I loved it so much. I also went, went and bought the fourth book. So it does follow his adventures and how some players actually who originally joined the band leave and they kind of feel like they've made mistakes and there are other things going on as well in this world and it's all very interesting. I really like this book. I have to say last year this was one of my books that it was a definite five star for me. It really was one of my favourite reads from last year. So I really do recommend it. Uh, we start with just Greyhold. I, I listened to it and if you can get a hold of a copy to listen to, I'd listen to it before reading it in this particular case because I think the narrator did a really good job as well so I'd go with the narration. So this leads me on of course to the top pick and this is going to be really obvious and if you haven't thought about it before it is of course Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. This is my top pick although I like Sky Realms better. Ready Player One Oh, it is so good. This is one of my favourites. I know there's a lot of controversy about this one. A lot of people hate it. But I really loved it. I also listened to this compared to Reddit, which I think makes all the difference. Will Wheaton, who played Wesley Crusher in Star Trek, uh, read this and it was a really good job. Well done to him. I do like him um, doing the narration. It's a very good job. And I really enjoyed it. I felt like the stakes were high and it had that kind of smashing ending where it just felt like it was an epic adventure. If you don't know what it's about, then basically there is a quest for an alternate prize where the original owner of the game, I can't, the Oasis, I was going to say, I can't remember what it was then, um, basically has offered a quest to anyone who can find all the Easter eggs, they will be able to own the company. And for years, there's been this first clue and no one has been able to figure it out. And then one day, Wade, who is our main protagonist, basically finds the answer to the clue. And then 
he has this wild adventure both within the oasis and outside it to get the prize and of course you do have an enemy and lots of things happen i don't want to spoil it too much don't watch the film because the film isn't as good as the book itself i really enjoyed the book so much more and if i have time this month i might have a re-listen to it because i've really had fond memories for it we're going to ignore ready player two because one, I absolutely hated that. And two, if you do want to know more about Ready Player Two, I actually have a podcast about that a little further back if you want to go look in my back catalogue. But, man, it was a really good book. Especially if you're child of the 80s or 90s, this especially will appeal to you because it will mention things that I really enjoyed as a kid that I remember. And I, to be honest, if you're any, anyone of any age who love nerdy and geeky things this is definitely one i've rambled enough for the moment i hope you've enjoyed hearing about books that feature games i really enjoyed reading those books and look out later on this month i'm hoping other than the board game book thing that i'm going to do in a couple of weeks time that i might have some extra reviews on some books that i intend to read along with the indie accord which will feature games and MMM, I can't say it, MMORPGs. Trust me, I've said that like five times now and had to re-record. <laughs> anyway, I'll see you next time. Have a great day. And Bye for now. Warpork. Pearl of cities. People really are this like houses not with vast rooms and tiny... Libraries rooms. were full of ideas. Perhaps the most dangerous and powerful... She delighted in the smell of the ink, the ruffle of the paper. ...had commented once... That Neil had a gift for making someone by children is not a good children's story. Very weak-minded, refused to be influenced by literature.